This episode is sponsored by Fortinet and their security fabric for retail, enabling robust networking, enterprise security, and centralized management without sacrificing efficiency or quality of experience. Learn more by going to fortinet.com forward slash retail. And thanks to Fortinet, from now on until August 18th, we are running a contest for a huge prize package. As a matter of fact, we will be choosing not one, but two winners for this contest. To learn more and to enter, visit skipkimple.com forward slash contest or visit any of my social media channels. You can earn entries every single day. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and start getting your entries in now. You are listening to the Tech Chef Podcast, episode number 11, August 11th, 2020. Off-premise strategy, business continuity. How about a taste test of restaurant technology? drive through or curbside, mobile apps or AI. It's all on the menu, cooking up for the day. It's a recipe for success. You're in good hands with the tech chef. Make a plan to be your best. Strategize with the tech chef. Welcome, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Tech Chef. This is your host, Skip Kimple, and I'm coming to you live from Orlando, Florida. I want to welcome you back uh, to our last episode in our contactless payment series. I could literally stay on this subject for the next few months, but it's time to move on. And we have so much more to talk about and dish you up some more good content because I know you have an appetite for it. See what I'm doing here, right? Okay, time to move on. As we finish up, we will be talking to Sarah LaHue, co-founder of Touchpoint Restaurant Innovations. Sarah brings almost 20 years of technology industry to the world of hospitality. And as a champion of the new Zero Contact product line, Sarah is building industry and business partnerships to bring a truly better contactless customer experience into the marketplace. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Skip. It's great to have you. I've you know, we've we've run into each other a few times through the Restaurant Technology Network, and and I'm very excited about your product, and I'm, I'm I can't wait to share this with our listeners here today. Let's first of all talk about um, Zero Contact and why it was created. Sure. Well, yeah, it's it's been an interesting time. Um, <laughs> we have been serving the hospitality industry for several years now um, with our Everywhere Commerce platform. But last year, we started looking at ways to disaggregate the various um, functionalities that we have. And we really started looking at the pay-at-the-table experience at the end of the meal and how could we optimize that. Well, if we fast forward into March of this year, um, everything started to shift, obviously, for everybody in the world. And we took what we were working on and we said, you know, we've got a great pay-at-the-table solution that helps servers and improves things for the guests, but there's still a bit of touching. There's still a bit of contact there. So because we're in California, we're in Santa Clara County, the heart of Silicon Valley, um, we have had and continue to have some of the strictest health officer guidelines in the nation. And we've really used those to guide how we've developed the zero contact product line. 
So we decided to look at ways where we could make cane at the table at the end of the meal a completely contactless, hence zero contact, experience both for the server and for the guest. So we wanted to have absolutely no shared payment terminals, no devices, no pens, no paper, nothing that's shared between server and guest. Um, So that's where we started moving with our pay-at-the-table solution. But as the CDC guidelines continued to evolve um, throughout the spring and CDC mandates said, okay, now no shared menus. Now there can't be any beepers because we don't want crowded lobbies. And there's the new disinfecting laws and all of this. Um, We really started to take a further step back and say, there's an entire contactless customer journey that needs to be developed. And that's where we've ended up with the zero contact product line, where we have something that actually goes from the moment the guest arrives and perhaps checks in or gets onto a wait list to looking at the menu and then finishing up all the way with paying at the table, all on their own device, all completely contactless, nothing exchanged between server and guest, all in an effort to increase the safety for the staff, for the guests, and for the community at large. So that's great. I mean, let, let's talk through the guest experience and the guest, you know, how they interact with, with your services. Obviously, they're not touching anything. But, you know, right. we had talked previously about um, – you're creating this new experience and there's a lot of companies that are creating new contactless options or touchless options. Um, but the experience really has to be better and not just different. Correct. Exactly. And that's really a driving goal for us where, you know, this is a really challenging time for everyone. And you take a lot of the, you know, the bit of joy that we can still get from hospitality, from perhaps going out to, to eat or meeting with a few friends safely, of course, um, if that experience becomes too automated, too robotic, then then we all just kind of feel like this pandemic happened and everything got worse. And that's not our goal at all. We really want to see that the technology companies push themselves further and actually demand of themselves that they create a customer experience that's actually better. So we come out of all of this with new ways of doing things, but new ways that are actually pleasant and enjoyable to everyone. So, you know, with our, with our product, if you imagine, you know, places where you might've normally gone and put your name on a wait list and then hung around in the lobby with a bunch of other people, um, that's just CDC says, no, you don't do that anymore. So with our product, what would happen is you'd give your phone number to the hostess, you'd be added to the wait list, and then you can go walk around and mill about. You know, when we look at, at areas where you might have mixture of retail and, and restaurants, this is a great opportunity for people to go look at retail shops, maybe patronize another business while they're waiting for their table to be ready. Obviously, with reduced capacity in restaurants, wait lists are increasingly important because there is that that increase in wait time for a lot of restaurants as well. And then the hostess will be able to just send you an SMS message when your table's ready so you don't have to keep checking in. Again, we're always trying to minimize the number of people that are in contact with each other and do everything with your personal mobile device. Um, that hostess is, that, is using an iPad or something to uh, communicate yes. with the guest? 
it can be it can be a tablet. It can be done um, on on a PC with a browser, or even on their own mobile phone with a browser. So we're trying to make sure that basically any technology they already have in the restaurant can be utilized with the zero contact service. All right. So you've just created the contactless experience of. Uh not having to wait around and checking into the restaurant. Let's take the next step in. So the guest is ready to, yeah. ready to dine at the restaurant. What is the next right. experience that guest has with your with zero contact? So when they you know when they were put on the wait list or they checked in or when they're seated, they're going to get an SMS and they just have to tap on the link. So as long as you can receive an SMS and tap a link, you can use zero contact like a pro. And what you'll see there, um, you know, once you've been seated is there's a menu. So you'll be be able to look at the menu on your own device. Now, this is this is something that helps the restaurants reduce waste because obviously with the CDC mandate that there shouldn't be shared menus, they're going to need to be printing a whole stack of menus every day or they're going to need to be disinfecting their menus if that's even possible. So now with the zero contact experience, no one has handed you a menu. There's no paper menus to throw away at the end of the day, and you have the menu on your phone. So that's the next step. Okay, so now that they, yeah, now that they've ordered, um, other than payment, is there any more steps in between, or now it's time to pay the bill? So, well, we go ahead. You know, right now what we focused on is is table service restaurants and and solving their need. And as we've gone out and interviewed table service restaurants, you know, they have a heart for hospitality. They have a heart for actually seeing their customers and engaging with them. And they've done a heroic job of providing pickup and takeout service in ways that they never planned to before. But so many of the table service restaurants we've spoken with really want to maintain some degree of service to their guests, which is which is welcoming them, but it's also engaging with them, talking to them about the menu, making recommendations, having a chance for a bit of human interaction there. Um, now, that's not to say that some online ordering won't be helpful in other service types. Um, and we're certainly looking looking at that and working with different service types to to explore some contact with online ordering. But for table service that wants to maintain that guest interaction, we we do really support that and encourage that. And where we next jump into the process flow with them is at the time for payment. And again, from that same SMS link, you just get a notification that your bill is ready to pay. And you can tap on that from, again, from your own device. So there's never any exchange of hardware, pens or paper. And there's no trips back and forth for the server either. So, you know, as in California, as we have evolving regulations right now, all indoor dining is closed. There can only be outdoor dining. And that means that the serving staff is having to walk much further distances to get from the back of house to the front of house. So this is a great savings in time for them. It's a great savings in time for the guests as well. And from their own device, the guests can Apple Pay, Google Pay, or enter a credit card just like they would if they were shopping online for something, which pretty much everybody in the world seems to know how to do these days. Um, And a great feature of the zero contact products is that you can also split the bill with other people at your table and and you can tip again all from your own phone and with with no contact and no touching between you and the server. 
So is there any integration with the um, restaurant's POS system or is this completely independent? Um, we have we have a gamut of solutions for that. So we have direct integrations. We have integrations with third parties. We can run this um, alongside the POS. So, you know, from full integration to, to operating as a standalone, um, we offer it all. So a lot of what you're talking about is the use of SMS. Um, do you use QR codes at all, which seems to be one of the more, more popular aspects of contactless right now? Or did you go down the SS, SMS route uh, for a different reason? We actually support a range. So we support SMS, we support QR, and we also support NFC. So, um, you know, we think that for for different service types, different options might work well. So restaurants that are that are taking reservations that are running wait lists, the SMS is a great way to go. Um, for restaurants where people might come in and just grab a table, seat themselves, um, sit at a counter, we have the QR code, um, which is also really convenient. Now with that one. Um, we have found in in all the you know focus groups that we've done that there is a group of clients who are not as comfortable with figuring out how to use the camera on their phone and make a QR code actually work and open that in the browser. So there can be there can be we've seen a bit more bumpiness with the QR code and obviously NFC you know that works with newer iPhones and with, you know, a large number of Android phones, but it doesn't have the universality of SMS. Um, so it's, it's something that we offer and we do see that it's working for certain service types. Um, SMS is just the one that, that we like and we've embraced um, with a lot of, with a lot of table service because, it is so universal. It's just kind of one of those things that absolutely everyone knows how to do and they do it just right every time. Yeah. It's, it's actually a no brainer. I mean, it pops up in your phone, you click it done. You don't have to, you don't have to go through any other steps there. Now we talked a lot about table service aspect. Do you, does your application have any, um, uh, uses for delivery or curbside or anything like that? Yes. Um, it, and it's funny. So we've talked a lot about table service, but actually um, drive-through is is another area we're seeing a lot of this. Um, so, you know, we've seen everything from, um, you know, payment terminals coming out of a drive-through window taped to a hockey stick um, to, you know, um, the credit card being sprayed down and before and after being uh, swiped by the person at the window. But we're using zero contact with drive-throughs where an order can be taken at a squawk box or with a line buster and then sending that SMS right to the guest in their car. They're able to pay with their own device, roll up to the window, and then they just take their order and go. So not only have you created a zero contact drive-through experience, but you've also sped up the drive-through line. And really, drive-throughs are seeing such an increase in business through all of this. And speed has always been a key tenant of drive-through. This is something that's just actually helping them achieve their fundamental goals of speed in a time when they're actually seeing growth. But we also do have a great solution with zero contact for 
pick up or order ahead, um, you know, with the SMS, and, and the, here's the difference with QR code, with the SMS, you can take an order over the phone and then immediately send a text message to the guest to pay their bill. And they can pay it and they can receive a, a message that it's paid. And then you can also have communication when they arrive where they can say, I'm here. And you can say, your order is ready. And you're, you're just helping with that communication so that you're, again, minimizing the number of people who are coming into the restaurant and you're speeding up the payment process. You know, the number of times we've seen restaurants that are just struggling, they're doing this pickup and takeout and delivery. But when it comes to that final mile of payment, they don't have a solution. And the zero contact SMS is really the perfect solution for those situations. That sounds great. And, you know, as I'm thinking about this from a, from a guest perspective, you have all this interaction through your system. You must be collecting um, a good amount of data, you know, based upon that phone number. Do you have, can that information or that phone number be used uh, for marketing purposes down the road? Or does the restaurant not have access to that uh, for future, for future visits from the guest? No, for sure. Of course, everything has to be opt-in, right? That's the first most important thing is that you get the guest permission um, to have any further contact or any kind of marketing contact. Um, when we have that, that information is absolutely available for the customers to take advantage of. You know, it's, it's a situation where we want to make sure that the relationship the restaurant has with their guests is maintained and improved. So with the, with the guest phone number, um, we do have marketing opportunities for customers to reach out to their reach out to their guests and encourage them or welcome them back in. We've definitely seen in California as we we do have regulations for what's allowed and what's not allowed changing very frequently, and it can be really difficult for the guests to understand what's possible in their town or in their county at a given point in time. So. This is a way um, with these numbers where restaurants can explain to their guests, hey, we're open for business. We're doing outdoor dining this week. Or, sorry, we've closed for <laughs> indoor dining, but we're still doing pickup and takeout. And what we're finding is that guests really are craving that information. They want to do the right thing, just like the restaurants do. And just providing that bit of information to let them know what's possible at any given point in time, and then maybe talk about some delicious specials you have on the menu for that day, um, is a great way for the restaurants to stay in contact with their customers who they may not be seen as frequently as they would under normal circumstances. Well, that's a great point. You know, communicating with the guests is so important these days because as restaurants, as leaders, we're having a hard time figuring out what to do, what we can or cannot do, let alone the guest. So, I mean, we have teams of people working on this all the time. And unfortunately, just things aren't clear enough. And every every state is different. Every county is different. Every city is different in regards to, you know, the process behind, um, you know, the regulations today. So communicating with that guest, yes, is important. And um, I think I think that today's restaurant, those that do um, constantly keep that communication chain open, they're definitely going to be more successful, you know, posting on social media. But once again, having a different avenue like the SMS channel, I think is going to be really, really helpful uh, for your average restaurant out there that needs to communicate with their guests and, and get 
information in their hands right away versus having to go to social media and actually retrieve that information you know as as they're curious at least this is a proactive way to get uh, marketing and get people back in your restaurants exactly and i think you know i think we're seeing that um there's really this heart to help your local restaurants or you know help the ones around your office or around your home or places you know places that help really create the community that we live in there's there's maybe not as much exploring the dining scene that we would have under normal circumstances. But as guests are looking to support their local restaurants, we think that this is just a great way where, where people can stay in contact. They can, they can support each other. Um, and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully through this, we can all keep each other going um, during this time. And again, you know, none of this is, trying to eliminate the the hospitality aspect of of dining out whether it's a drive-through or table service or pickup um, we definitely want that that safe distance interaction to still happen so we're hoping that all of this can just become part of a normal improved customer journey and not something that that tries to kind of separate the guest from the restaurants and that customer journey it brings kind of a different question to mind. What are you guys looking at and what's your thought about reopening trends? How, how the world is going to look um, during this reopening, during COVID and post-COVID, when this is all over with? We, we pray for that day, but um, what's that going to look like? And really, what's Zero con- Contact's vision to um, progress ar- along that path. Obviously, you guys are trying to predict the future just as much as everybody else is. And I'd love to hear your thought process in regards to where you think this is headed down the road. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we all wish we could be down that road a lot faster. Um, and we've been, I mean, we've been watching this so closely as so many people have for the last few months. And I think um, there was a period of time there where it felt like, Things were changing absolutely every single day. And then it kind of got to they were changing every few days, every week. And I think now we've definitely settled into the fact that there is a new reality that has to come from all of this. And um, we are praying for all of this to, you know, for, for everyone who's helping in all the different ways around the world that they are to solve this. Um, we're praying that to all come to fruition. But when we look at hospitality, it's such a lifeblood of our existence as people. I mean, it's really, it's, it's such a pleasure that we take to be in one another's company, to meet and exchange ideas and go out and, and enjoy, you know, the gift of making food for people. It's, it's so important. So dining out's not going to go away. Even drive throughs where you get, you know, a quick conversation and a smile with someone, that's, it's not going to go away. So our perspective is that we've just got to make it work. We have to make it absolutely safe for the staff and for the guests and and therefore for the community. So we're really looking at, you know, first following CDC mandates and wherever we find specific mandates that we can turn into a part of the zero contact customer journey, that's our first focus. And we're doing that. I do feel that when we look at Europe, um, they are doing something that we're not doing yet here in in the U.S., certainly not in California, and I'm not aware of any states that are doing it yet. And that's really where they are 
doing track and trace of guests who come to restaurants. I can appreciate how that doesn't perhaps feel so good to perhaps the the American spirit of freedom, but um, the concept might be really, really an appropriate one, right? Where people are gathered for an extended period of time, not wearing masks, potentially in an indoor environment again, when we get back to that, even in California, um, you know, just by providing a phone number, the restaurant would be able to contact those guests in the event that they find out that someone who was there on that evening or on their staff um, was found to have, have COVID. So I think that I think we're going to still see some additional things come into place. Um, I do hope that we can, you know, that we can find ways to eventually get away from the masks and the plexiglass because those physical barriers, they definitely do diminish um, from kind of the, the joie de vivre of the experience. Um, but really for us, it's about finding every point where there is this exchange or this contact and in the subtlest and, and nicest way possible, introducing technology to turn that into a zero contact interaction. And you're absolutely right in regards to the, the masks and the plexiglass, because a lot of restaurants are based upon um, their hospitality, their ambiance that they've created. And that's a value <laughs> add for the product and what they actually charge for their items. So there is going to be a point where right now people just want food and they want good food. They want, you know, they want to have that comfortable experience that they've always had with the restaurant before. But there will come a time when they'll be like, you know, this doesn't feel comfortable anymore. Why am I paying X amount of dollars to sit on the other side of a piece of plexiglass? I, I think... I think that will start distracting away from, like I said, the value add up for, for a lot of restaurants out there. I know they're making clear masks that people can see your smile on the other side, but it's still, <laughs> it's still this weird barrier that, that it's hard to get past mentally. Absolutely. And that's where, you know, when we talk to, when we talk to people um, about different, different ways of, of payment, <laughs> as much as people were, were pleased to see a credit card disinfected before going into a machine. They were also a bit disgusted by it too, because it implied, it just implied so much dirtiness, whereas their comfort of paying on their own device was, was absolutely high and there's nothing unpleasant about that. But you raise a really good point of if you take away too much of the service, then what am I paying for? I mean, of course we're all happy to pay to, to go out to a nice meal. But if I have to do my own ordering, if I have to, you know, remove the protective shield off of the top of my plate myself, if, you know, all of these things, just part of it is the, the magic of the experience of going out um, for a lovely meal. And if we make it too self-service, then we're basically in a situation where, well, shouldn't everyone just go to a canteen or something and eat there? Why are we even bothering? And that's the thing we want to avoid. We want to help restaurants avoid that. We absolutely want to help them be able to survive and be able to give customers a journey and an experience that addresses the reality that we're all living with right now, but doesn't turn it turn the entire experience into, you know, basically a glorified self-service, um, you know, dining moment. Right. 
Now you have lots of different products. You know, we talked about the wait list. We talked about the menus. We talked about the pay at the table, etc. Are are these provided um, modularly? Actually, are these provided in a modular fashion for the restaurants to pick and choose from when they license your product? I mean, how does how does your whole yeah. product work, and how much you know? Maybe you can give us an idea of how much it actually costs if a restaurant wants to uh, jump in and take this contactless uh, experience. Sure, sure. Um, yes, it's totally modular because obviously some places don't have a wait list. That just isn't how they how they operate. Um, you know, drive through with a wait list is probably not going to see any business, are they? Um, <laughs> so um, whether you're using wait list, menu, pay at the table, a combination, um, that's, that is all available with the zero contact experience. Um, and what we're really delighted by, again, and this came from doing a great deal of market research, um, this solution is totally free to the restaurants. They have already invested so much in changing layout of their restaurants and what they're doing to provide PPE. They've invested so much. Their operational costs have really increased to be able to remain open during COVID. So it's, it's completely free to the restaurant. And the way that we do that is with a safety service fund that is an optional fund that the guests can pay into. Now, you know, some restaurants have gone and increased prices of every item on their menu, added a 5% service charge and done things that really do significantly increase the, the price of a meal going out. But with the safety service fund, we're just talking about cents. We're just talking about cents added onto the total of the bill. And the beauty of that is, you know, so many guests are being incredibly generous with their gratuity that they're giving to servers. And that's wonderful. But the reality is the restaurant doesn't get one bit of that. And the restaurant owners are the ones who are handling the burden of this increased operational cost. And with the safety service fund that's enabled with zero contact, you have the ability for the guests to pay a very small amount that goes to the restaurant to pay specifically for those PPE things that the restaurant is using to help keep their staff and the guests and the community safe. So we're delighted that this is something that, that restaurants can just utilize free of charge to them and get some money back to help defray the costs, the increased costs that they've had for things like PPE. I got to tell you, you had me at free. <laughs> you can't beat that price. <laughs> I think that's going to be a shock. To, yeah, I think it's going to be a shock to most of, uh, most of our listeners out there, and you'll probably be getting lots of calls. Speaking of which, if somebody wants to learn more information about your company or um, they want to engage immediately with zero contact and start getting this in their restaurants, how do they go about doing that? Yeah, the best thing is to go to zerocontact.com. Um, and they can read more there. They can find out more there and they can contact us through that. Um, we are, yeah, we're excited to work with, with the hospitality industry to, to get them through this and to also have them be in a better position when this is all over and when we start defining the new normal. Um, so yes, we're, we're really excited to work with people um, across the U.S. and help them get the solution rolled out for their business. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today. It was really my pleasure to have you on. And please stay safe out there in California. I know it's crazy times out there, but uh, you guys are doing a great thing. And I'm, I'm really honored to have you on the show. 
Thank you so much, Skip. It was a pleasure. And thank you for doing this because this is really an education process right now. And everyone's so busy trying to stay safe and follow regulations. But I really appreciate what you're doing to to help educate people and, and hopefully get the right solution into their business so they can start rebuilding. Thank you, Sarah, for spending the time with me here today. All of you can learn more by going to zerocontact.com. Now, remember, this is the last week to sign up for our Fortinet Summer Prize Giveaway. This Saturday will be the last day for you to enter. And to do so, you need to go to skipkimple.com forward slash contest to learn more. And the winners will be announced next week on the August 18th episode. Have you figured out the secret code yet that's going to give you an additional 50 entries into the contest? Now, if not, here is a hint. I placed an Easter egg and I planted it in one of the podcasts from this series. Now, very few people have found it thus far. So my question is, will you be next? Now, don't forget, we also have this bonus contest that's running all at the same time. And the question is that I'm asking all of you, what is the oddest thing you've ever eaten? Now, if you'd like to have a chance to win this gift card, all you need to do is call the following phone number, 954-302-0851. A human's not going to pick up. It's just a place for you to leave a message. And what I'm asking you to do is leave a one to two minute message uh, describing that interesting or oddest food that you ever had and kind of your whole experience around it. The more you elaborate, the more chances you have to win. Now, you can also go to the Skip Kimple website where there is an icon on the right-hand side of the screen that says, send a voicemail. Click on that and you can record your comment right in your browser. I'm trying to make this as simple for you as possible. And of course, if you have any other questions, you can leave them at that phone number or uh, go to skipkimple.com where we have the show notes there. There's an interactive area where you can post comments on a particular episode. You can also find all of our episodes there. And you can also reach me on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. Now, next Tuesday is a very special episode where I'll be switching from the vendor side of things to the operator side. And I'm going to be speaking with Charlie Gazetta, the brand new president for BurgerFi. Now, in the midst of all this turmoil we all face, Charlie is leading the charge to take the company public in the very near future. His story is amazing, and his technology is top-notch, and he has a great story about some experimental technology that they've played around with in the past. Now, you're going to have to tune in to find out what that actually is. And until we talk again next week, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay hungry, my friends. 